You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. I'm Evan Kwaski. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, and online at fanstreamsports.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays and email us, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join Ulysses and I this week to get in on the Tampa Bay Rays action and conversation. Okay, it is a Friday, which means we are again pleased to be joined by Channel 10 WTSP Sports Director Evan Klosky. And I will say, perfect timing again. Last week, it was the Nelson Cruz trade. This week, it's the... Diego Castillo trade? Yeah, Diego Castillo was traded yesterday as the Rays give him to the Mariners in return for a reliever named, oh boy, JT Chagua. I'm not going like yeah. Asian Louisiana names. Okay, go ahead. I, I got this. JT Chagua. JT Chagua. It's taking me back to my study abroad France days. This is a great name. I love it. Quit bragging. You're, you're bragging. You're showing off over there. I'm just going to call him JT. Uh, a reliever named JT Chagua. Close enough. I'm, okay, I'm going please. with Chagua, too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Hold your emails. Hold your Twitter DMs. We, we, we gave a full-hearted effort with that pronunciation there. So <laughs> relax, guys. Relax. Uh, in addition to him, the Rays also got uh, what I consider to be a pretty solid hitting prospect in Austin Shinton. Uh, okay, guys. Reaction on this move. Wow. Uh, first surprise, right? I don't think yeah. Diego Castillo was on anybody's radar of being traded by the race, especially when you look at the context of the race bullpen right now, right? You, you've got on the IL uh, Fairbanks, you've got McHugh, uh, Ryan Thompson, and, and Fire Eisen. So that's and Anderson that's, and Nick Anderson. Right, right. But I'm saying like the guys that have played this season, those yeah. four. Now, if you want to add uh, the other two, Oliver Drake, and then you've got Nick Anderson. That's a whole bullpen, guys. <laughs> yeah. mean, that's on the IL. So four of those that have pitched, you know, solidly for the race this season, they're on the IL. And then you trade Diego Castillo. So I think the first thing is surprise, obviously. Um, but then when you look at the numbers, they do have similarities between Castillo and Chagua. The slider usage, very similar. The the FIP, not very far off. F4. 0.5 to 0.8, uh, you know, you can see that there are similarities in the peripherals where you can say, okay, JT can be a contributor, but I do think, you know, ultimately as a race fan, you'd look at the arbitration label and you say, hmm, Diego is arbitration eligible after this season, JT, not so much. So I don't think it's the factor, but as a race fan, you always have to look at that and say, okay, the money's probably a factor too. Yeah, I don't necessarily disagree with with that assessment at all. I think the, the bigger picture here is the front office believes that Chagua is not that much different than Diego Castillo, right? And that Castillo, while he has a track record, as Eric Neander pointed out yesterday after making the move, 
they firmly believe that what they're getting is not this drastic change. So for me, seeing the trade, it was like, uh, I don't get this. Then on the flip side, um, I, I feel like they took advantage a little bit of a desperate Seattle Mariners mm-hmm. organization who just got absolutely lampooned by its fan base after trading Kendall Graveman, somebody yeah. who has been unbelievable. And not only did they trade him, they traded him to the Astros. So that fan base was pissed and they were very <laughs> pissed at Jerry yes. DePoto. The players were pissed at Jerry DePoto. So DePoto said, oh, there are more moves coming. I don't know if he actually believed that in the moment, but he had to make right. something happen. And not only do you get Chigua, who, you know, look, the Rays ha- have a great track record of finding finding people from other teams who maybe they don't value as highly. I mean, we're seeing it right now with Matt Whistler. H- how great mm-hmm. has he been? Um, yeah. And and they're going to add him into the rotation or they're going to add him into the bullpen. This is a bullpen who doesn't rely on one person to close games anyway. I mean, Pete Fairbanks has taken over the closing duties before he got injured. So I, I think the, this is an extremely savvy move from an organization who just traded for Nelson Cruz. They traded two prospects away, two prospects who we talked about. We liked a lot, right? We thought they were pretty mm-hmm. solid. Now they got one back. So essentially you traded Nelson Cruz for one prospect. And if you're going to trade for maybe Craig Kimbrell or you're going to make another big splash today, then you have another asset in your arsenal to give away or you have acquired an asset which will mitigate the losses that you're about to give away. So overall, I think big picture, this was a really, really damn good move by the Rays, even though it does hurt giving up Diego Castillo because he has been very good. To that last point, I want to ask you, Kevin, uh, do you think that there's a bigger move coming or are we looking at more JT kind of moves for, for the rest of what, seven, eight hours that we, that we have left today? You think, is there going to be a Nelson Cruz type? Is Kimbrell going to the race? What do you think is going to happen, Kevin? We're, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that for sure. Can I just first say this though? Did anybody know who JT Chagua was beforehand? Let's be I, honest. I, I did. I had no idea how to pronounce his name until I had to say it on air yesterday. <laughs> I was like, you know, for just uh, going behind the curtain, the number one thing you do as a sportscaster is you see, you see a name, you're like, oh boy. And mm-hmm. as somebody who <laughs> has to follow hockey, this happens almost daily during yeah. the season where you're like, why are there nine consonants next to each other without a vowel? So I had to go to YouTube and then you try to find announcers saying their name and, uh, and that, that's my little diatribe on, on learning how to say Chagua because I'm not even going to say how I thought it was because it was way off. Chagoy or something like that. I, Look, I, I don't I think we're. I thought it was like Margot, like Chargot. I thought there was going to be a nice combination oh. there. <laughs> As a sports media type, you would want that for sure. That would be the thing. I don't think we're going to be LSU broadcasters anytime soon. So I'll digress <laughs> from that. Yes, I agree with both of you on the uh, trade. I think that. Castillo and Chagua pretty much an even swap. And while Castillo has had more high leverage situations, the idea I think is that with all the arms on the IL that the Rays have coming back, those guys will be flipped into more high leverage roles, allowing Chagua to settle into what he's more appropriate as and the money factor too, the fact that uh, he's not arbitration eligible until 2023 and Castillo with the amount of saves that he's racked up, 
I don't know what the figure would be, but he's certainly going to rack up. Uh, he's going to be making a lot more than five, 600 K. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a couple million dollars and let's not discount this prospect, Austin Shinton. I think he could, I don't necessarily see him as a, a future star, but I think that, I think he slipped in. He was the number 12 prospect with the Mariners. And now with the Rays acquiring him, he's somewhere in the twenties, I think, right just ahead of Ford Proctor, who's highly valued as well. But this guy can hit. I don't know if he has a position or can play a position very well. He might be more of a first base DH type. But this season, guys, he's batting 300 in the minors, 980 OPS, one of the best OPSs in all of minor league baseball. And he kind of uh, broke and uh, established himself into Mariners, Mariners lore when uh, at the alternate site, he had this like huge home run at, I don't, I don't know, whatever their alternate site field is, but basically he had a home run, a blast over a 20 foot wall that only Jay Buhner and Jose Canseco had done. So he's like the third guy on record to be able to do that. So this guy can hit a little bit for sure. He got, a, he got yeah. promoted this year too. And he's been slugging even better in double A than he was in, in yeah. high. A. So th- there is a lot to like about Austin Shenton. You should know by now that Built Bar is the greatest protein bar on the planet. Not only is Built Bar soft and chewy, unlike other protein bars, but there's so many different flavors as well. Coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. The list goes on and on. And what's really cool is you can mix and match uh, different flavors on each of your orders. So that's a pretty cool feature as well. Not to mention the fact that uh, the macros are pretty amazing too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from just 130 to 180, just four to five grams of sugar, and just four to five grams net carbs. Did I mention also that they're all amazing flavors? They're all uh, all tasty and they're all healthy as well. Uh, And also, Build Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. If it's good enough for them, it's certainly good enough for us common folk here. So go to build.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and that'll get you 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off at built.com. Okay. So moving on here, is this also part of a larger move? Are the rays still on the look or are they done? Uh, what do you guys think? What's your take? Are they going to try to go after a big name, big ticket starter, or is it going to be more smaller moves here and there, uh, before 4 PM? I'm going to have to fall on, on the, on the trap of, listening to neander and 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 trusting what he what comes out of his mouth he said the big splash was nelson cruz that's that's his quote so i'm gonna go with that i don't i don't think that a big arm is coming the race way i think it's gonna be more of jt's if any are are coming i don't think there's a big ticket arm coming um to the trop yeah i i lean towards that um not to say that the rays have not been doing their due diligence just judging by the returns that have been happening. I I do think that at least twins in the grand scheme of things did a really good job with the Rays and their return for Nelson Cruz. I think 
just based on what I've, I've read and seen, uh, the twins are a bit, they're that, that fantasy owner who kind of asks for a lot and you kind of yeah. go to them and they're a pain to deal with. That's sort of what I'm kind of gauging from not only the Nelson Cruz uh, return, but also what we're hearing about uh, Berrios and, and what they want for him. So, you know, the twins have to make a decision whether they want to come down from that asking price. And, and really the asking prices across the league are, are way down than what they used to be. The, the Glaber Torres for Araldus Chapman type deals right. for Michaels are a thing of the past. Um, you know, we saw a monster return for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner, but that's because it was Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. I mean, uh, Rizzo and Gallo both were traded for depth in, in the Yankees organization. The, the Yankees still have their star prospects. So yeah. if the Rays are willing to part with maybe their eight, nine, 10 in that mm-hmm. cropping of prospects, then, you know, I, I think they can make another move today. Having said that, it just doesn't seem like the Rays MO to do too much of that. And the fact that they got Nelson Cruz and traded a couple away um, was already surprising enough. But yes. as I said with the, the Castillo deal, they got one asset back. So in my eyes, they traded one prospect for Nelson Cruz. You know what? I think they're going to make another, not maybe as big of a move as Nelson Cruz, but I think they're going to get an arm or two. I think they're going to get a starter. Keep in mind, uh, hear me out here. The Yankees, not saying you want to get into an arms race with the other teams here, but the Yankees just added Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo. The Red Sox just added Kyle Schwarber. The Blue Jays just added Brad Hand, and of course they have that electric offense of theirs. The Rays, the rest of the season, they have 19 combined games against the Red Sox and Blue Jays, and they also have critical series against the White Sox and the Astros. Some pretty good lineups in that mix. I think you're going to need another starter, and I have a name, and it's not Max Scherzer. That 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 ship has sailed. Uh, I'm going to go with Merrill Kelly, Arizona Diamondbacks, former former Rays farmhand from I think roughly 2010 to 2014, made it all the way up to AAA before pitching overseas, coming back to the Diamondbacks. He's had a very rough first month. I'll give him that, but he's been pretty darn good since then. And he also has a five and a quarter million club option for next year. And Arizona, they just traded Eduardo Escobar. I think they like a couple prospects here and there. I don't think they're necessarily competing for next year. So they would take some sort of prospect haul. So that's a name I'll give you. That, that's what I'll say. That's what I'll throw out there. And here I thought you were going to give me my boy Alex Cobb as a name that you were going to throw out Sorry. there. Um, n- not bad. I mean, exactly. Merrill Kelly. That I can chew on, I can digest, and I can say, that makes sense. Alex Cobb, that makes sense. I can I can see that happening. Um, I do think you, you, you do need some innings, man, because like, yeah. I love the matchup and the and and the bullpen usage has been incredible. They have they have the best bullpen right now, the race two the best bullpen in the league, but how long can you really put so much innings on these guys? Uh, it's, it's, you know, almost August now, uh, dog days of August, right. It, it, to keep leaning so hard on these guys, it's going to, 
to be a little bit more difficult. I I understand that Nick Anderson might coming back and Fire Rising and all those guys that, that we want to see come back, but you need innings. And so a starter that can be healthy and can provide you five, six innings of quality uh, starts, I, I can I really hope that that's what's coming. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, as far as what the team needs, it's kind of so difficult as they navigate this season. They could maybe use another lefty. I don't even care if it's a starter or a reliever. I'm thinking maybe another lefty. I mean, you just also mentioned Rizzo, Gallo, Schwarber. Mm -hmm. Maybe that kind of says, all right, if we're going to play all these games against the the AL East and and this is a talent they're bringing in, maybe we got to have a lefty arm to combat that. So that's that's something uh, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm wondering if they are willing to move a piece for another bat, not a, not a, a home run, no pun intended type, type batter, yeah. but just something to short things up. I, I see a lot on Twitter that, you know, there's this, uh, you know, trade Kevin Kiermeyer, And uh, my, my, my thought process is when you look at the defensive metrics, he's still far and away the best defensive player this team has, regardless of how crappy he is offensively. Um, you know, and, and he's had, he's had spurts of where the offense has showed up, uh, especially after the all-star break, he, he did have a nice stretch there. And, you know, he's the one that kind of started that whole 10 run inning, poking one out to, to Guardy and, and Hey, you know what? He put the ball in play, which is hard yes. to do for the team sometimes striking out a million times. And yeah. honestly, Evan, like it, I, I, you have a point there, but like, what are you really saying? It's overall value overall value if the guy is so head and shoulders above the competition and deep and defensive metrics and yeah he's a little bit below average uh offensively that still is an above average player so overall value is what counts and again like we've said many many times if you trade kevin kiermeyer right now i I, you're going to get him cents on the dollar you're going to have to either give another team money uh to take the contract or put a nice little prospect next to him. And do you really want to do that? What's going to be the return? So I, yeah. I, I, st- I still don't see KK being uh, shipped off in the trade deadline as much as people don't like to see the grounders to second and the, and the flails uh, at the, at the, at the sliders down in, uh, in a way, I, I think KK remains a Ray. Yeah. Basically swinging at everything, play discipline, yeah. Kevin Kiermaier. Yeah. There's not a pitch that he will not swing at, but I, my point is though, and I'm not, not saying, or anticipating that KK will necessarily be traded by 4 p.m. today. But there's a little bit of a glut in the outfield. you got five guys out there, and the DH spot, you would think, is already spoken for, for the most part, with Nelson Cruz. So I feel like there's a little bit of a crunch. Maybe they – I don't know who they would move, though. I don't know if it would be Brett Phillips or somebody else. Nobody. They're just going to hold still with the offense. Two words. Phantom IL, or maybe three words. Okay. <laughs> Phantom IL. Hey, th- Brett, do you uh, do you have an oblique issue? Hey, uh, you know, yeah. I-, I don't think they're they're going to part ways with that because honestly, Phillips and Margot platooning in the center in center field would be pretty good too. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I could see is if they're and, and I would have to check like I don't know the Padres, the Dodgers, all these teams and their defensive metrics to see if they have. A, a gaping hole in center field. And if, if they find significant value bringing in a guy like KK 
to bolster up the defense because I think as we're learning in baseball these past few seasons, and we're seeing it with the Rays right now, right? There are two reasons why the Rays are 19 games over 500. One, their bullpen, which we discussed. Two, their defense. So I think it's it's widely known across the league that you need a good defense to win baseball games. So KK is as good as they come in the outfield. Center mm-hmm. field is maybe one of the most important positions to have locked down. Uh, if the Rays can get good value for KK, then sure, let it rip. But if not, he's a leader in the clubhouse. You already traded away Adamez. Um, I think that stuff matters. It, I think that's the one thing where you have to have a feel for the room. And that's something that the Mariners yeah. didn't have with Kendall Graveman and how much he was loved in that clubhouse. And Castillo was loved in the Rays clubhouse too. But you, you have to know what buttons to push. And if you're going to give away KK, you, you better you better have a pretty – formidable return that you can go to your players and say, okay, this is why we did it. And it makes sense. And you better have had advanced conversation communication with the, uh, the coaching staff and the players, because Jerry DePoto just likes to go out and make trades. Like I I honestly don't, I think he's just making trades for the sake of making trades. Like they could have just kept Graveman. I feel like, and you know, made not really done anything. Just uh, they they did a lot of work around and basically kicked off the entire team and entire fan base there too. So I, that, that situation is, is crazy. And the Rays were able to leverage and take advantage of the desperation there to try to for the boat to, to try to save face. Um, So on the record, I'm doubling down. I'm not going to uh, foretell my retirement. I'm not going to say, Hey, I'm retiring. I'm not going to say anything like that, but I will say, I think Merrill Kelly could be, a Merrill Kelly-like player would be a nice option for the Rays, considering are we really going to put all our eggs in the basket of Chris Archer being effective, Tyler Glass now being able to come back on time, and the usage of Tyler Glass now? How aggressive would the Rays even want to be there? Same thing yeah. with Shane Boz. I mean, you have uh, you have a nice little prize there. He's he's coming over from Tokyo. Do you really want to wear him out and exhaust him in a in a critical playoff series? I, I think you might want to go for a more tested veteran with another year of control there. Um, okay. Yeah. Very quickly. If the Braves want to stay put, that's one thing, but Charlie Morton is obviously another option yeah. who could be uh, four games back though. They haven't, I mean, the Mets haven't taken that either. So four games back Atlanta might just say, you know what? Let's roll the dice. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's do this. You know, I might say, hey, we can make a run for it and not have Morton, you know? Like hopefully and they call the Rays. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of the Braves, they might need an outfielder. I think they just released Ender Inciarte. So having a really good sure handed center fielder or outfielder that might make way for some type of creative move. Just throwing that out there. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, info, and all of your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at Bet Online by using the promo code LOCKED ON. That's L O C K E D O N. Again, L O C K E D O N. 
to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Uh, okay, guys, it is going to be a lot of trade deadline talk here, and we got a couple of uh, listener comments uh, regarding the trade deadline that we want to throw out there and answer. Uh, this first one from Brian Stark uh, at RaysFan1013 on Twitter. He says, Curious on your thoughts on the Rays possibly making a push for Wade Miley or John Gray. What kind of packages? would you put together for them? Ooh, uh, for great. I mean, yeah, I think, I think we both agree that, or the three of us agree that those are John Gray is not coming, but if he were, I think <laughs> going back to the comp to, to what it takes, it's KK Taylor walls territory. Like, I mean, yeah, I would, I, I, I like your thinking, but I would flip it. You, you're going to have to give the Rockies pitchers. You need you need to give them pitchers because their system needs pitchers yeah. desperately and they need pitchers that are more, I mean, in the line with the Nelson Cruz trade guys that are more fully developed because the Rockies do not do a good job historically of developing pitchers. So I'm thinking you just look at AAA right now, like a, a Phoenix Sanders, Tommy Romero, Brent Honeywell, not saying all three of those guys, right. but a combination of that to get the deal done. Uh, I would say that for John Gray, he's also a free agent after this season. Um, and then quickly, I'm, I might as well give my take on Wade Miley. He definitely not come into the race considering that no. the reds are still in the uh, wild card race. And uh, I think it would take way too much to get him, quite frankly, too. Yeah. I, I, uh, I agree that John Gray is going to be, you're going to have to give up probably too good of a prospect I, you know, I don't know, hitter, pitcher, whatever it might be, but yeah. I think asking price for John Gray is is going to be a little high, though obviously um, you'd have a little bit of control and getting out of Coors Field, I'm sure, would would boost his numbers. And sure. Wade Miley, I would not be willing to pay the price on a guy who's having a career year yeah. at what what age is he? 30, 34, going on 35, he's having a career year. I'm, uh, you know, I'm not yeah. buying it. And if you're going to put a premium on that pass, I'm not yeah, going to buy he, it. He's too up and down. I just don't see. Yeah. And the red, the, the red, though. he's a lefty. Yeah. The reds. I don't think, I mean, the reds, if anything, probably should be adding considering that they would, or you would expect that maybe the Dodgers beat up on the Padres a little bit. And that gives them some wiggle room in the wild card and, or mm -hmm. they can make a push in the central and uh, back to John Gray real quick. Um, I, I this thought just came to my head too. I guess the imminent departure of Trevor story, maybe they do need a middle infield shortstop type. So maybe it would take Taylor walls and Phoenix Sanders or Taylor yeah. walls and Brent Honeywell, something like that, which I don't know if I, I don't know if that would ever come to fruition there. Uh, another question here from uh, Darren Hybert. This is an email uh, he says, it seems the Rays are going for it all with the Nelson Cruz trade combined with the Rich Hill trade. There we go, Evan. Rich Hill, now a Met. How about that? You got to love it, right? Uh, <laughs> does this indicate that they feel confident about Glass now and Archer being productive for the postseason? Or is that reading too much into the trade? I don't think so. I don't think it's, it's reading too much into it. I mean, if you're willing to not only part with Rich Hill, but with Diego Castillo, 
uh, yeah, basically Andrew Kittredge is the only guy who started <laughs> the season in the bullpen that's still alive in the bullpen. Uh, you gotta, you gotta think that they have seen something in Archer. They know that Tyler Glasnow is looking good in the rehab, and they know Nick Anderson and Oliver Drake are coming back soon. You have to think that's 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 the way that they're thinking, right? I mean, you you can't just make these trades without knowing that somebody, you know, the backup is coming, right? Yeah, I, I I would say I'm like half and half. I think there's yeah. there's yes, one thousand percent that you don't trade Rich Hill if you don't believe in the back of your head that you need to fill roster spots in the future of guys who you really like, and there has mm-hmm. to be a tough cut made. Um, having having said that, you know I also don't want to put too much emphasis on Rich Hill. You know I don't I don't want it to make it seem like because initially my reactions were taken aback by the Rich Hill trade. And it was very like, what are you doing? And then mm-hmm. having a few moments to, to kind of think big picture, you know, there is the potential that Rich might be, you know, peaking and you, yeah. you've already gotten more innings out of him than probably you would have thought in the beginning of the year. And yeah. it, things were starting to decline anyway. He can't really get through the third time of the order. So he's really now, you know, a a three to four inning guy. So there's a lot of things that I think Rich Hill was just maybe ended up being a bit too clunky in this Rays rotation of arms, not just starters, but bullpen. And Rich Hill is a guy who is not, I think, going to accept being part of the Rays freaking wildness. The craziness of we're having you go three and he wants to go six. You know, Rich, we want, you know, we're going to put an opener in front of you. We're going to pitch you, you know, yeah. two through four innings and then you're out. And like, you know, I just, I, th- I don't know if he's, he wanted to be a part of that. I think we can do a draw a parallel though of, of what, with what Kevin said about the desperation with Depoto with the Mariners, right? Mm-hmm. Can we see the same thing happening in, in, with the Mets? Like we need a starter guys. Like we yeah. need yeah. a starter. And then the oh. Rays are like, hey, you know what? Sure. Take Rich Hill off us because we got Patino who's going to strike out yes. eight against the Yankees and give us six strong. That's and, what we got. And I would agree. And I agree with that, except the, the, the Rays gave Rich Hill away for nothing. <laughs> they literally. Just, hey, Matt Dyer could be a thing. You never know. He plays like six different <laughs> positions. Yeah. No, they got Patino a spot. That's yeah. what they gave yeah, up Rich Hill for. I know. Just as far as the return goes, you know, we'll, we'll see on Dyer. Um, he, he's very young in his minor league career. So, um, but yeah, uh, you know, look, that, that's exactly what happened, right? They want to give more time to Patino and maybe that, that boat of confidence, um, was part of the reason why he just blistered the yeah. Yankees yesterday. And, and just, a you know, it was really nice to see that from Louie, a, a guy who just, you know, dominated in AAA, had, had flashes of brilliance when he came up the first time around and really putting it all together for six innings for the first time in his career, eight strikeouts, first time in his career, just a big tip of the cap in a huge game for the Rays and yeah. one that had to win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the Red Shell thing, I think absolutely it was about opening up a spot for Luis Patino. Like, it was ready. We can't just have him floundering at AAA. We have to make a move here Flounder. and selling hot. What's that? Flounder, he says. Flounder. Maybe that's not the right word. Uh, okay. Floating away in the like ether. The just, uh, just in the ether of AAA and, and basically, and yes. Just, yeah. just sitting I was just, in. I was just, I was just uh, trying to be your hype man. I like the word flounder. <laughs> oh, oh, there. Hey, I, I got, I got 
roughly A's in grammar and vocabulary, so I'll take that. Uh, yeah, last thing on the Rich Hill, I think it was opening up a spot for Patino for sure, of course, but also just like you said, Evan, just selling high on the fact that this guy's already thrown 100 innings. He's 41 years old. And uh, if you have time to look this up, check out the article that Fangraphs did on Rich Hill and how his numbers and metrics have changed since the crackdown of foreign substance. His fastball and curveball metrics took a dive. Velo down, spin down, spin to velo percentage down, vertical breakdown, whiff percentage down, and not just down on the whiff percentage, like cut in half, down majorly. So the writing was on the wall there that uh, Rich Hill, you gone, you done. And we might as well get see if Tommy Hunter, maybe he can pitch in the postseason or come back next season. And Matt Dyer, a, a lottery ticket, if you will, death piece, and, death piece. And a really good point, and not to accuse Hill or Castillo, whatever it might be, but you kind of wonder if the Rays know the guys who needed a little something-something on mound, and now that mm-hmm. that something-something is gone, they're saying – I'm a bit worried how these numbers are going to turn out in the future and then can flip them without really having well, to deal with the problem. N- not exactly this, but we have seen Diego Castillo's fastball drop dramatically each year. Not dramatically mm-hmm. each year, but this season especially, I think it's down like three to four miles an hour. And we all know when the fastball velo goes, everything else starts to kind of crumble. So again, this might also be one of those rays sell high and, yeah. and and see these pitchers. I don't know why, but the Rays have something in the front office that tells them they're going to break away. They're going to not break away, but they're going to break soon. Sell yeah. high. And, and, and they've time and time again, keep doing this. So this may be one, one of those things too. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle Snyder, I think has something to do with it. The special sauce, the messaging and how he, uh, relates to the players and gives them tips and confidence and things of that nature. What I, I find so funny about the Castillo trade is that he and Chagua, okay, close enough. I mean, their, their slider to sinker breakdown, basically exactly the same 70, 30, yeah. 70%, 30%. They're, they're, yeah. they're the same pitcher for the most part, except Castillo has more saves, more save opportunities. And yeah, more he'll strikeouts. Get that with, okay. Yeah. More but I, I think, yeah. I, I think it was one of those trades for the Rays of, Oh, great trade for the Rays. Who'd they get? That's always the question of, yeah, the Rays won the trade. Who did they get? And we just go from there. Uh, okay. Well, no matter what, the Rays won the trade. You know, the Dominus trade is really the only one we're kind of like, eh, maybe they lost that one. We'll see. I, I, well, I think, I mean, it's worked out great for Milwaukee, but I just didn't see Adamus doing what he did in Milwaukee and Tampa. He couldn't Bay. hit so the drop. Like, he couldn't. No. Yeah, cut wow. your losses. Uh, Evan, we have time for a very brief trivia question. Uh, you got anything for us? Anything on the docket you want to share? All right. We're talking about Diego Castillo. Name me the top five closers in Ray's history saves. Total? Like uh, as a Ray? Yes. I'm going to go with, uh, Roberto Hernandez. He's one, 101. I'm going to go with Alex Colome. He's two, 95. I'm going to go with Fernando Rodney. That's 385. Can I throw in a guess? Yeah. Troy Percival. He's eight at 34. How many do we need? We need the top five. So I I missed it. I was wrong. You missed it. it. But but he's on the top 10. Nick Anderson? No. 
Okay, I, I can't. I'm gonna stop guessing because that's two strikes. <laughs> Ulysses, pull it through for me. Pinch it. <sighs> baby, I got three. Okay, 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 okay. Come on, let's go through the years, baby. Come on. Uh, Rodney, 2012, 2013. Uh, 2010 was Soriano, but that no way that one year gets you top five. So it's not gonna be Soriano. Ooh, Jake McGee. Jake McGee. Jake McGee. Jake McGee is 10 at 26, tied with Diego Castillo at 26, and Alberto Reyes, 26. All right, here's the top five. You name the three. Four, Danny Baez, 71. Never in a million years. Five, Ulysses, you're going to love this guy. It's Rafael Soriano with 45. Damn it! (laughs) I had it, Kevo. I had it. Six, Brad Boxberger, 43. Seven, <sighs> Jan Esteban, 42. We said Percival, eight. And number nine, Lance Carter. Wow. Okay. Well, Nick Anderson, get the pop star Lance so. Carter, or do I have somebody else mixed up with him? Oh, my gosh. Lance Bass. <sighs> oh, there we go. I think I mixed my, my Nick Carter and my Lance Bass. Nick Carter, the Carter family Nick is Carter actually is back very, yeah, yeah. They're, they're from Bucks Tampa. fan. They're, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're a very weird family. Fan. I'll say that. Yeah, they're very odd. That's true. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, we got Backstreet Boys and NSYNC in this podcast, so that's really something that we can... That's pretty good, and yeah. We've uh, we got to mention Britney Spears. There we go. What what she's going through. I, the, I uh, wanted that away. You know, tell me why. Yeah, there we go. Very good. Uh, great trivia question, Evan. You stumped us. And more, <sighs> actually, more importantly, you stumped Ulysses, which is not easy to do. Well, he, I would have gave him if he got four or five. I would have gave him the win. Because, but but the first three, I knew he was, like every every Rays fan would get the first three yeah. out of the gate. It's four yeah. and five, which are the tough ones. Ah, I can't. That that season by Soriano was unbelievable. Yeah. I, I just I was like one season can't get you top five. Fifth on, one season, fifth. fifth. Wow, incredible, Crazy incredible stuff. Uh, reminder, the MLB trade deadline is approaching and the Locked On MLB YouTube channel will be streaming the Hot Stove Live. Two hours of MLB trade analysis from our Locked On lineup of local experts. Subscribe to Locked On MLB on YouTube and tune in today beginning at 3 p.m. Eastern. Okay, uh, that wraps up this edition of the Locked on Rays podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. We'll talk to you next week. Also, Ulysses and I will be at the TROP tomorrow. That is July 31st. I don't know. Evan might make an appearance. I don't know what his schedule is, but... uh, Working or else I would. Yeah. There you go. Rare rare Saturday, I'm on set. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh. You know what we need to do is we're going to do a Locked on Rays party at the TROP again. And we, we got to get you at, uh, on, on, on this one, Evan, the next one. Let's get there it done. Do it. Let's do, do it. some live trivia or something. But yes, if you want to, <laughs> if, if you're interested in uh, chatting with us, meeting at the Budweiser report, something like that, just uh, DM us, email us, and we'll, uh, we'll figure out a time to uh, meet and gather there. Okay. That's the show. See you guys next week.